Hi, and welcome back to episode number two of Chargers Powder Hour, a brand new Los Angeles Chargers podcast that combines the latest team news, storylines, analysis of the games, and guest interviews with friendly beer and banter. I am one half your co-host. My name is Colin. Alongside with me is... Your other co-host, Miles. And today we're actually going to be going over our uh, our draft episode. So we'll be talking about all things uh, Chargers, um, you know, potential possibilities at pick number 17 um, in the first round of the draft. But before we dive into that... Um, looks like you got a beer over there. What are you, what are you drinking? Uh, this episode, I am drinking Bell's Lager of the Lakes, Bohemian Pilsner. Um, really never had it before, but um, it's a pretty cool can. It's got the Great Lakes on it. It looks like something that would be good for outside, and we've been having some nice weather lately, so we went with it. Yeah, yeah. I've actually never tried that. I've seen it on the, uh, on the, on the shelf at the store, but uh, I've never tried it. So Definitely not too bad. I would recommend Nice. So, and I have uh, myself uh, here a local local beer uh, here in uh, in Lincoln, uh, Zipline Brewing Company. I'm drinking a local time lager. So, it's a light four percent beer, only ninety nine calories. You know, uh, definitely a beer you could probably drink either at the lake or you know it, it would be a prime patio beer. Oh, for sure. Like just you know like for sure. You know probably like you know middle of spring patio beer type beer um so yeah it's pretty good pretty tasty 99 calories you say yeah you know i'm watching my figure yeah watching that look getting ready for that summer bod so yeah the, the summer dad bod exactly exactly although i'm not a dad just want to disclaim that yeah me neither but that i know of here we are that here i know are. of um <laughs> all right so uh yeah last episode we uh you know we kind of went over just to recap of the uh, the off season in general, and uh, we talked about some stuff that that gets us excited uh, for the draft. And um, now our draft episode is here, so um, we're going to be going over a couple different things today. We'll be going over some potential prospects that you know we you know the, the Chargers have been linked to in recent months. Um, we're specifically going to be focusing only on the first round. So I'm sorry if you thought this was going to be a mock draft seven round mock draft um nope not here um we have things to do we have jobs uh some of us are students and uh yeah we just didn't have that kind of time but we did want to go over the first round um and and just you know kind of see you know who the hell are the charges going to take at 17 yeah 100 percent um as much as i do love talking about the draft there's dudes in the seventh round, sixth round, fifth round that I had no idea even existed. So if we were to just do a mock draft of that, then we would be talking out of our ass. So, Yeah, and I'd rather not do that. Um, we're going to stick. We're going to keep it simple here. Um, that's going to be a theme of Chargers Powder Hour. We're going to keep things simple here because simple works. And, uh, yeah, that's that's how we roll. So, um, All right, let's jump into it. Um, so... We're gonna go over our, our potential prospects uh, first. We're gonna go down the line. Um, you know, these are all prospects that have been linked to the Chargers uh, at pick seventeen. Um, a lot of a lot of them vary on uh, needs. A lot of them vary on you know who's potentially gonna be the best player available. As you know, we've we've known from recent years that 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 seems to be Tom Telesco's draft philosophy. 
So uh, just before we get into that, I just want to have a quick question for you. Um, just another little icebreaker maybe for the draft episode. What has been your favorite draft pick that you've seen the Chargers take? Ooh, favorite draft selection. Um, like you're talking live. Like, like as in like you saw them pick them. Maybe it was somebody that you were surprised fell or maybe it was somebody that you really wanted and they ended up going with. What What's your favorite draft moment, I should say, involving the Chargers? Uh, well, yeah, that, that's a, that's a, that's a different question. Cause you know, you, if you were asking me like, who's, who do I think the best, you know, draft pick your favorite, time? yeah, your you know, favorite. who do I think my, oh my who's my favorite, your like, favorite. when, as yeah. it came across the banner, yes, I was like, Oh shit, we got that dude. Yeah. How can you not say Rashawn Slater? Yeah. I, I agree with that. I mean, I was jumping for joy and I, 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 I don't remember the last time. I jumped for joy in a first round selection. Maybe like, because not even Justin. I I I was one of those guys. I'm not afraid to admit it. You know, I was like, ah oh, man. All right, well, we made the we made the decision. We drafted Herbert. Let's hope it works. I, you know, I wasn't there. Wasn't like a there wasn't an elation there, which you know pains me to say because he's so great now. But there was a lot of uncertainty in that oh, draft, sure. and I, and I think. Most ninety percent of Chargers fans are lying to you if they say that you know. Oh, nah, I wanted Herbert. I knew he was going to be great. Those people do exist, but there's very few of them out there. Yes, um, I'm with you. I hated the Herbert pick when it came when it came off the board. I was like, great, another dude that's gonna be a he's gonna be an average quarterback for most of his career, and he's gonna get traded halfway through, and he's never really gonna do much. So, but I mean. What do I know? Um, that's why we're not scouts. Exactly. So that's why I think it's important this year that whoever we go with at 17, you just got to be patient with them. But speaking of that, my favorite draft pick was going back to the last time that we had picked number 17 with our all-pro safety, Derwin James, obviously. That dude has really flourished into a true leader in this team and just somebody that he wants to win more than anyone, and he really shows it out there on the field. He's a true leader, and he's a true competitor. And um, again, we touched it on we touched in on it last episode, but some of these offseason acquisitions we've gotten because of him. So just yep. love that dude. Love that dude. Was surprised that he fell to seventeen, but I mean, it's a draft. You don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, and actually, I kind of forgot about DJ's pick because that was another first round jumping for joy moment. And I, I know the the instant reaction on on Twitter was just, oh my god, this this guy fell to us like what a gift um so yeah yeah i'm going i'm going to go Rashawn slater again i think that's a 1a 1b thing for me yeah you know, for uh, sure him and derwin and then 1c would have to be uh jerry tillery for sure oh god yeah, yeah just i'm just kidding guys definitely number not. 99 as he's referred to around these parts yeah exactly we, we tillery who tillery who so name that should not should not be spoken no no sir um, Okay, so diving into it, first prospect we got up on the board. Um, been tied to the Chargers quite a bit. Um, big, freakishly strong interior defense lineman, national champion, tested out of his shoes at the Combine, Jordan Davis. That dude is insane, to yes, say the least. he is. What do you think of Jordan Davis? I mean... I think that that, especially if he falls to 17, that's definitely the safest pick that we could go with. I mean, just with that dude's size, 
I mean, he was he was really only a two down type of dude in college, but uh, with the depth that we've got in this off season, I mean, with that dude's size, how are you gonna run through that? Honestly, like he's just freakish. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I I think you're right when you say that's probably the safest pick. Um, you know, we were also talking. You know, I think it was yesterday or maybe even today at some point. Um, the, the defensive line, as as much as we've added to it this off season, it's still. You know, you look at it from a like a depth chart perspective, and it's still missing some depth. For you know? sure. Like I said, you know, if a guy goes down, you know, if it's a key guy, you know, we've we've seen how that can affect just an entire position group for the entire season. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, we as we did add, but I mean, we still lost. We lost Linville Joseph in that process. I mean, lost Linville brought back Covington. We're still stuck with number 99 for another year. Yep. Um, Who shall remain nameless. He will always remain nameless until he actually does something worth a damn, but that'll probably never. So, uh, yeah, no, I think Davis is the safest pick. I mean, was a little, some knock on him for, you know, maybe only playing a couple downs every, uh, you know, every series or, yeah, you know what I'm trying to say, but, uh, you know, that that's part of you know having depth on the defensive line is he comes in and first and second down and then you know he handed over to Austin Johnson and and uh, Sebastian Joseph Day and company um, on on third down right? for sure for sure and I mean Jordan Davis I mean dude six six and three forty one like a dude of that size and that stature and meanwhile he ran a four seven forty like that's that's insane a four seven is fast a four seven forty for a dude. Of that size, four seven at at, at what you say it was three forty. Yeah, three forty one, three forty one six six. Yeah, that no thank you. I mean, you don't want to mess with that. You do not want to mess with that if you're another opposing team. So so he would immediately uh, boost the the defensive line depth. Um, I would immediately feel even better about our defense because I know, unfortunately, like someone's gonna go down. Um, you know, not every year is going to be like last year where you, know, you hope when a guy goes down, you know, you it's like damage control, you know. Oh, maybe it's only two or three weeks. Um, then you get him back, you know, you don't have to go without him for, you know, an entire year. Um, but I, I feel like the Chargers were kind of on that side of the injury bug last year where, you know, if guys did miss time, it was a few weeks, game here, game there, got him back. Um and they were fine down the stretch. They, they they actually stayed healthy down the stretch, which which was the the big difference. But I like what Davis brings to that defensive line. Um, yeah, I think he's the safest pick. Will he be there though? That's a great question. Um, it kind of bothers me that um, we have those Eagles picks ahead of us. So uh, I know that they are definitely Fletcher Cox is getting up there in age. They need a lot of stuff to be honest though. So maybe they may not necessarily go defensive tackle, but it's definitely a need of theirs. And, uh, I mean, a dude of that stature is not somebody to be ignored. So, who knows? He, This is one of those drafts where I think Colin and I were talking earlier where there's not even a number one overall pick. Like, there's not a dude that you know is going to go number one overall. And that's something we haven't seen in so long. I mean, it's going to be it's gonna be really exciting and really fascinating to see what happens next Thursday. So, Yeah. No, I, I have no idea. I, I just been, I've been saying for the longest time on Twitter, it's going to be best player available. Who the hell is going to be the best player available? We don't know. I, Tom Telesco doesn't even know. Yeah. No, you just, I mean, again, we saw a dude like Derwin slip 
what was that back in 2018? Rashawn, I would say Rashawn slipped to 13. He was he was yep. mocked to us in quite a few drafts, but I mean, we saw what he turned into. So you never know who's gonna fall to you. Well, in terms of yeah, just talent, offensive tackle talent, he should have been probably number one pick. 100 percent, 100 percent. Him or Sewell, and Rashawn was way better than Sewell was last year. So yeah, super grateful for that pick. Um, okay, so. What give me a give me a, a scale of one to ten the the probability of um, Jordan Davis uh, being a Charger on next Thursday? I think he probably has the highest chance of really anyone. So I'd probably say a seven. I'll go with a seven. Seven out of ten. Yeah, I like it. And that's probably the highest I would go for anybody. So okay, just because you never know. It's the draft. It gets crazy. Yeah, that is very true. Um, next pick. Uh, another very popular guy that's been mocked to the Chargers. Uh, Chargers Twitter is absolutely bananas for this guy. Um, he's a hometown kid, grew up rooting for the Chargers. Uh, stud wide receiver, also tested out of his shoes at the combine. But Jesus, every wide receiver did it seems like. But uh, Chris Olave. Yeah, Olave. Olave is definitely an intriguing guy. I mean. Us being Husker fans, we we watched him play against us. We watched him torch us a few times. Um, he's definitely a dude that we've heard of. Which I would like to say, Chris Olave was that guy, being, like you said, we're Husker fans on the side. That's our side gig. Um, he was a guy that I was like, I swear he's been there for like nine seasons. 100% agreed. <laughs> he came in in 2012 and he left in 2021. Um because, yeah, he had, I just, he was like every year he was still there. So I'm like, man, like, yeah, I I don't know. Like, how do you feel about that? I mean, he's been there forever. It, I mean, some of these guys, I mean, do they, I mean, some of these guys do get better by staying in school, but some of these guys are like, man, did you just stay in school because, you know, there were other stronger draft classes where, you know, you, I mean, you had the decision to stay. So, you know, I, I always kind of like, hmm about those guys yeah know? i mean it's it's definitely hard to tell with olave because it's almost like every single year the college football is just pumping out new and better receivers i mean this this year this receiver class is no different i mean especially for a receiver that's definitely a position where it's you never know who's gonna go when in the receiver class just because there's just so much talent that comes out every single year and i, I get the argument you know on twitter you know i've seen a lot of people you know making the argument for a Chris Olave, you know, or a speedy receiver to take in the first round. You know, my, my only problem with that is, you know, when they, when they don't turn out to be Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson, you know, it, a lot of times like it, it, that teams look back on those types of picks and, and they, they actually, you know, they, they actually kind of botched it. I mean, we, we have a guy in house. Mike Williams was a seventh overall pick. Mike Williams is is not has not ever I'm sorry played up to the seventh overall pick for, for over the course of a season. Yeah. He's had flashes and and moments and games where oh my god he's the hero of the night. But I mean he's 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 not Jamar Chase. Yeah. He's not Justin Jeffers. I mean so my thing is you know I think the Williams extension, the Guyton tender, the DeAndre Carter addition. I think Tom Telesco and, and Brandon Saley are kind of like, all right, we good at receiver. And I agree with them personally. I mean, 
really anybody, any receiver that falls, especially a guy like Olava, you really can't be too upset when you take it. It's definitely more of a sexier pick, I want to say, just because everyone loves their skill positions in football. Everyone loves to see some dude that's just going to be able to burn a dude. But, I mean, he ran a 4-3-9 at the Combine. An unofficial four, I think it was, yeah, four, three, three, four, three, six, something along those lines. So, I mean, he's definitely one of those dudes. We have a Keenan Allen who can run some routes. We have a Mike Williams who's a great deep ball threat. But we're kind of lacking one of those guys that can really just burn someone down the field. Yeah, we have Jalen Guyton, but Jalen Guyton doesn't have, he doesn't have the other traits that a guy like Olave has. So, I mean, it's definitely not somebody that I think we need more than other positions at 17, but it is somebody that you really would have a hard time hating taking at 17. Yeah, my my thing is he's definitely the sexier pick. Uh, I mean, on paper, he's the probably. I mean, we'll, we'll get to some other guys on the list, but he's one of the sexier guys on this list as far as that. You know, you just look at paper and like, oh, we'll just draft draft that guy. You know, yeah, hundred percent. Um, but. You know, I, I'm I'm gonna you know double down on my stance. If I I don't I, I I don't even think I'll put it this way. The best player available, I think, is a very slim chance that it is a wide receiver at 17. I think they're either gonna get you know nabbed up before then, or the Chargers kind of fall in that limbo area of you're not in the top 15, so you're not gonna go try for a Drake London, Garrett Wilson, but you're also not maybe gonna reach on a Chris Olave yeah. or, you know, maybe a, a Jameson Williams, you know, with uh, his injury history now. I mean, uh, yeah, they're kind of – 17 is very kind of, you know, in no man's land it's, <laughs> pick area. It's definitely kind of a tougher position to draft in this year. I mean, Olave is even a dude that I could see the potential to trade down for. I mean, especially with yes. the picks that are around us. And there's other receiver targets like London or, uh, let's see here, maybe even Jahan Dotson, who we could trade back. We could trade way back for Dotson. But definitely. Jahan. No, I'm saying like, yeah, but what about Christian Watson? Oh, Christian Watson, yes, from North Dakota State. Like he's another guy. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Sorry. Dotson, Dotson, Watson, you know. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, there's just – I don't know. I don't think that – I mean, we got – Josh Palmer definitely showed flashes last year. Our third-round pick out of Tennessee. He was third-round, right? Not fourth. Yeah. Yeah, he was third. Out of Tennessee last year, he's shown flashes. I just don't think receiver is really where we need to go unless – especially at 17. Maybe if we were to trade down, I could see it, but I don't think it's where we'd necessarily need to go at 17. I'm a huge Josh Palmer guy. Yeah, very I like very Palmer. high on Josh Palmer. I I bought stock a long time ago. Um, I bought stock the the day I was at the the Patriots game and and saw him score that garbage time touchdown, and I was like, "Yep, yeah, that's it." Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Show me where to buy. Um, so yeah, I, I think the team's set in receiver. I think I don't even think there's a scenario. I mean, I think there is a scenario. I just think it's very few and far between where receiver is actually legitimately best player available at 17 because I feel like the top guys will be gone by then and the next wave of guys, you know, it it would be a little bit of a reach. Yes, I completely agree. I think if we're going to get a receiver, maybe trade back into the second round, trade. Or, you know, back into the the late first, but even then, if we're trading back in the late first, there's other, other ways I would like to go. So, yeah. 
All right, cool. Moving on. Um, next guy we got here, he's made some buzz in the last couple of days. Um, it might be a pipe dream uh, for Chargers fans at this point, but uh, Derek Stingley, cornerback, LSU. Love this dude. I love this dude. This dude is somebody that, I mean, imagine J.C. Jackson with Derek Stingley on the other side, and then we got a dude like, then we got dudes like Asante Samuel Jr. and Michael Davis in the slot. I mean, this is a dude that is just a physical freak. Um, he's had a little bit of injury problems over the last few years. I think he, he probably would have went into the draft last year should have he been fully healthy, but just a dude that his traits are just outstanding, and we know that Brandon Staley loves him. He was at LSU's Pro Day. He watched him run. Um, definitely yep. a guy that would fit his scheme well, but somebody that I'm not sure will be there at 17. Yeah, I, I don't know if he falls. I mean, we're in that draft, and we've been in the, this season for the, pretty much since the the combine was you know was over. But you know, we're we're teams are putting out shit left and right. Uh, we don't know what to believe. We don't know, you know, who's putting it out, who's leaking stuff. Um, you know, guy, we're it's psychological warfare season right now um, in the NFL, and it's one of my favorite times of the year because it's just it always blows my mind that you know teams will go as far as to actually put crap out on a on a guy they like in hopes that they they fall. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Stingley. It's it's more of a dream pick for me just because I know that he's going to be a guy that we're going to have to trade up for for sure. He's not going to be there at 17 with his talent. The way he tested, I yeah, I don't think so. I think before he tested, people were very concerned, but I think he just tested way too well. Um, so, yeah, I think more of a pipe dream. Um, I think, and, and we'll kind of cover this later, but, yeah, I mean, Stingley for me is one of those guys that I would just he, – he would be, you know, going back to – what you were talking about at the beginning of the episode is he'd be one of those guys that I would I would jump up down for in the first round and if I saw his name come across the banner, um, yeah, I, I would be ecstatic. Yeah, I would definitely be psyched up even if we have to trade up for him. But then the question comes to mind: What are we giving up to trade up into that first round to get Stingley? Very true. You know, I've seen that's actually, um, yeah, I think someone on Twitter mentioned, you know, what what would we give up for them for to move up and get Stingley and and that's unknown. I mean, I'm assuming it's going to be you know draft capital in some form, whether it's this this year, next year. Um, I know we have some, you know, back end of the draft uh, comp compensatory comp. You know what I'm trying to say. Uh, <laughs> that's a tough word. Uh, picks, right? Um, so we could use those to trade up and uh, you know maybe maybe take a stab at a guy like Stingley, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, I would love to have him. Don't know if he's going to be there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, four three seven, forty yard dash kind of speaks for itself for just how insane that dude is. Yep. And so, okay, cool. Moving on to the next uh, prospect here, um, offensive tackle out of his old Miss, I believe, Charles Cross. Uh, Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Mississippi I'm sorry. State. That's all right. You got your Mississippi schools mixed up. But, I do. Uh, yeah, this is definitely a dude. Um, haven't really done a ton of research on him, only because I don't think he'll be that 17. Definitely, O-Tackle is definitely a big need. We need to get Storm Norton out of there. If not, just get him some help. Maybe Storm Norton can be used as a depth piece. But, um, yeah, Charles Cross is definitely a very intriguing prospect, but I think that he is a top-ten lock, personally. Okay. Yeah, I mean, 
another guy that you know I think in the last week there's been a little bit of like traction with him amongst Chargers Twitter. Um, I just think a lot of it's just hype, and um, you know, I, I don't, I don't think that. I mean, who knows? Rashawn Slater fell, but we're also picking four picks later than we were, you know, a year ago. So that that also makes a difference. Yeah. Um, no, I, I mean everything I've read and, and and seen on the guy, um, you know, I think he's, you know, I think it, it goes, you know, Evan Neal, uh, Iquanu. And in the him or the kind of the top three dudes um, of the class. Yeah, for sure, for sure, definitely. It's definitely a very stacked offensive tackle class, which is why sitting at seventeen kind of sucks because a lot of these dudes, especially those three that you mentioned, are most likely gonna be gone once it gets to our pick, especially. So, but you never know. Again, we didn't think Derwin would fall. We didn't know if Slater would fall. So I mean, who knows? Draft's crazy. Yeah, no, it totally is. Um... Do I think he's going to be best player available at 17? No. So do I think he's the charger on next Thursday? No, I, I don't think he is. So what would, what do you think the chances are 1 through 10 of him being a charger come next Thursday? For Cross? Yeah. I'm going to say 3 out of 10. I would go even lower, probably like a 2 or a 1. Okay. So. We forgot to do that. What would you say 1 out of 10 for Stingley? Uh, Stingley, unfortunately, like maybe a 4. Okay, and uh, for Olave? Olave, probably a five, five or a six. So Okay. I, th- I still think that Davis has the highest potential of being a Charger come draft day, but, I mean, okay. never know. It's going to be an unpredictable one. Okay. So, yeah, Charles Cross, pretty short and sweet. Um, top three tackle. Not sure he's going to be there at 17. Um, we'll see. Moving on, uh <laughs> A guy who a lot of, a lot of Chargers fans I think initially uh, liked. I think they liked uh, you know what he brought as far as a you know a draft profile um, and a prospect. But I think he's he's definitely um, his draft stock amongst Chargers fans has, has plummeted. I would say in the, over the last couple of weeks, um, offensive tackle, Northern Iowa, Trevor Penny. No, thank you. Yep. That's, no, thank you. That's pretty much the 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 vibes on Twitter right now. Not not that he is not a great athlete or anything, but tackles. I mean, we saw. I think it's the Ram chick dude from the Saints. He was drafted out of a small school. I think he came out of Minnesota Mankato. Um, he obviously was a great pickup for them coming out of these smaller schools. But he has just his film in college looks fine, but that's against lower level players and then you see him matching up against some of these bigger names and he just gets absolutely dominated so i just don't know how he's going to be able to handle a defensive end he seems like much more of a project and i think some fans are thinking he's going to become the next Rashawn slater right out of the gate but it's going to take it's going to take some years for that dude to develop uh my i don't know i'm not going to just go as far as to say this is my comp for him because i'm not a scout i don't know what the hell i'm talking about um, but a guy that, I don't know, he just gives me vibes of, and it's a guy that we actually, as Chargers fans, we have grown to like because, um, you know, we, we've taken advantage of, of this a few times, but he reminds me, he gives me Alex Leatherwood vibes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Raiders. I could see it. Uh, I feel like that that would be somebody where, especially at 17, would be a reach. Because it wasn't, Leatherwood was a first rounder, right? Yeah, Leatherwood was a massive reach. He was projected late first round, and the Raiders took him top, did they take him top 10? 
No, I don't. I, was it not? It was like 10? mid to late, maybe. Yeah, um, but he was somebody that was falling out of most people's first round draft boards, and they still took a chance on him. And I mean, we love him, but I'm, <laughs> right, not, I'm like, not sure what Raiders fans think, but we love him. Yeah, as Chargers fans, I mean, we 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 can't complain. Um, you know, Joey Bosa uh, and a few other guys last year took advantage of him, but I mean, man, we're really excited to see you know our new defense line go against some of these weak, weaker tackles in the division. Um, but yeah, man, he just Penning gives me like reach vibes, which is why I still I don't think there's any chance he's a Charger unless we trade down. Because I just I I'll go as far as to say I don't think he'll be on the board at seventeen. I think someone else is gonna reach and grab him. That definitely could be the case. I would put um, Penning and the uh, Raymond dude, Bernard Raymond, um, pretty much on the same tier. I think that this O tackle class you have. Cross, you have Ekwanu, and then um, Neil, and then after that, it's a massive drop-off, and then you get to Penning and Raymond, and I just don't think any of those dudes are worthy of a 17th overall pick. No, no, not in my opinion either. Um, the Chargers would be reaching. Um, I think Brandon Staley is smart enough to understand that he's not going to be the best player there. Um you know, I, I, I'm I'm already sold that it's gonna be a defensive pick no matter what. Yes. Um I just think when you when you start to evaluate the first round uh prospects and who could possibly go where, um, it just seems like it's gonna be a defensive piece that's gonna be the best player available. whether that's you know, defensive line in the secondary, um I think I think we can pretty much guarantee a linebacker. A linebacker's not going to be taken no. first round. Unfortunately, I was really high. You know, I was really high in the Kobe Dean out of Georgia going into the draft. But just kind of the more that I've gotten to know Brandon Staley and his system, the more that I realized linebackers just aren't really that valuable to the way that he runs his defense. So, especially if he's only going to have one on the field. Yeah. So exactly. We'll talk about more about that to come, but. Uh, yeah, Trevor Penning, um, don't want him, don't need him, fine without him, let someone else reach for him. I, I'm all good on that. And who knows, it could be we could end up taking him two years from now. He might be an all-pro tackle, so maybe we'll eat our words. But for right now, not not super high on that dude. And we will eat our words if that happens. 100%. We're eating him on Herbert right now. So Yes, I'll put my, put my money on, on us on that one. So moving on to the next prospect here uh, a guy i'm really excited about i think he's already falling on on most people's draft boards um i think he falls into that piece i was just talking about of being a potential best player available on the defensive side at the 17th pick uh and that's the the star safety at uh, notre dame kyle hamilton i think that dude is best player available at number five that dude is maybe the best prospect, best safety prospect we have seen since Derwin James, personally. I mean, that dude, his his range is insane. So, because I haven't, I'll be honest, I haven't done a ton of homework on Kyle Hamilton. I know he's high on a lot of boards. What what uh, like what what makes him that great of a prospect? Like, what is, is is it his coverage that's that's really solid? Is it? I mean, Derwin James is a Swiss Army knife you know, freak athlete. So, you know, it, it makes sense as to why he, you know, he's a, a stud athlete. But what what is it about Hamilton that you like? I almost want to compare Kyle Hamilton to like a floor general point guard in the NBA. That dude just has insane range. I mean, I've seen plays from him from an opposite hash. He'll run across the field to pick off a ball that's going out of bounds on the total opposite side of the field. 
And he's 6'4", 220, and he ran a 4.59. 459 was not a great test for him, by the way. He could definitely do a lot better than that, which that's not the sexiest number in the world. But for that size, and he jumped a 38, I mean, he just has he just has the intangibles to just really be a insane athlete in this league. So he definitely crosses the freak athlete box, it sounds like. Um, yeah, no, I've, I've, I've just thought, I mean... I haven't done a ton of of homework on him. I you know I think mainly for the large part of the the draft process, he's been mocked so high. You know, it's like the same reason I haven't done a whole lot yeah. of homework on uh, Aiden Hutch- uh, Hutchinson. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's some dudes that we really just haven't even checked out that much, just because we don't think they'll be there at 17. And this is a guy that only recently there's been some reports, which you don't want to listen, you don't want to buy too far into reports, because again, you never know what's going to happen, but. Recently, there's just been some reports about this dude not being on some team's radars, top 10, and who knows, could potentially fall. And this could be another guy like Stingley that we might have to trade up for. But, I mean, just a, a defensive backfield with Derwin James, Kyle Hamilton, Nasir Adderley in the mm-hmm. slot, along with J.C. Jackson and Asante Samuel Jr., that just makes me drool. Yeah, for I mean, just what, you know, Adding him would mean for guys like Derwin James, um, you know, it just gets everyone excited. I mean, uh, yeah, that that's one of those dream first-round possibilities. But it is a possibility, I think, as we get closer to draft day. I think safeties kind of get the same treatment as linebackers nowadays where, you know, the, the value of, of the position, um, and it does depend on scheme, um, but, you know, Historically, you know the, the the value. There's value in other positions, so you know they they tend to to drop a little further. But um, yeah, Kyle Hamilton, I I, I love him. Would uh, man, I would be really really excited if we can land him. Yeah, I know we were talking about sexier picks to make in this draft. That would definitely be one of them for That's sure. One of them for sure. Um, you know, I, and uh, before we we go over our our last prospect on here, I think some honorable mentions. Just throwing these out here. Um, cause they think they also do have, you know, potentials for being, you know, the, the best player available at 17, um, George Karloftis. Yeah. Karloftis out of, uh, Purdue. Yep. Uh, edge guy. Um, you know, we, we lost Kyler Fackrell. Yeah, for sure. So, and he, he was important off the edge there for a while. So, you know, potential. And, and like I said, you know, that we have Bosa and Mac, but. You know who do we have behind them? Exactly, we got Chris Rumpf, and yep, I don't even That's know. That's pretty much yeah, it. Yeah, I can't really think of anybody so, off the top of my head right now. You know, I think I think any premium defensive position is going to be is, is not going to be off the table for Staley. I mean, if, if the best player available is edge, interior defensive line or, or secondary, I think you can you just chalk them up they're going to be chargers yeah and i would definitely give another honorable mention to uh sauce gardner out of cincinnati no way he's not going to be there i know he won't be there but who knows if anybody that we've even mentioned will be so that is true but i mean i from what i'm seeing like he's not going to make it out of the top no, five i don't i don't necessarily think so either but again crazier things have happened so true um you have any other honorable mentions uh yeah, a guy that's kind of been up and down. I, I, I mean, maybe you can uh, do some quick research here, but uh, I've seen him up, I've seen him high, I've seen him low. Don't know a lot about him. He's an edge guy, Jermaine Johnson. Jermaine Johnson from Florida State. Yeah, yeah. I know next to nothing about him. 
Mm-hmm. But he sounds like a baller compared to <laughs> from what I've heard. So. Yeah, I mean, I've seen him as mocked as high as like eighth and ninth, and you know, top ten. And I've also seen him mocked in like the the you know mid to late twenties. Yeah, and another edge guy that you know that I'm high on is uh, too bad he got injured. Uh, towards Achilles is uh, David Ojabo out of Michigan. I really, mm. I really love that dude, especially before the Khalil Mack trade. I was a little bit more down on him as well. Now that we got Khalil Mack, I don't think the end is someone that we necessarily need as bad as we did. But um, I think him with Hutchinson, they kind of play that role as Hutchinson's Joey Bosa, and he's coming off that other end. So uh, that was somebody I was really high on. Unfortunate what happened with the injury. He's definitely slipped down into the second round in most mocks, but. Uh, Definitely somebody that with just with his length and his speed, I was pretty high on. So, yeah, no, um, no, yeah, I totally agree. That's a, that's a solid pick. Um, okay, so the last last prospect we have here on the list is the wide receiver out of Alabama, Jameson Williams. Yeah, this is definitely a guy that's pretty intriguing. Um, but again, a lot of what we talked about with Olave is. Uh, I don't think that 17 is the place for a receiver necessarily. And who Jamison Williams definitely has less of a chance being there at 17 than Olave does, in my opinion. I think that um, with that dude's with that dude's speed, um, there's definitely a chance that he's off the board at 17. But I mean, that dude has some burners. He can run past pretty much anybody if he feels like it. So definitely, again, maybe more of kind of a sexier pick, not more of a need, but uh, definitely an intriguing prospect. Yeah. Uh, you know, like you said, you know, he falls in the same boat as Olave. This team doesn't need a receiver, and I think that's just the biggest difference. Um, they don't, they don't really need any offensive piece besides depth to the O line. I yeah. mean, yeah, you could argue they they need an RB two, but they'll find that in the later rounds. You know, we'll yeah. take another stab at a a Larry Roundtree or a. a Joshua Kelly. Josh Kelly or uh what was the dude uh two years ago? Um Justin Jackson. No, not Justin Jackson. Um I can't think of his name. I yeah, I'll I'll sit here for a few Did minutes. Did we draft him? Yeah, uh he uh uh, Tremaine Pope. Tremaine Pope. That's I was gonna I was say of. Tremaine Pope, but yes. I don't remember I don't even remember drafting that dude. I just remember him being on the team. Yeah, yeah. Uh They'll take a stab at some some somebody in the in the fourth through seventh round. Yeah, definitely not a worry in the first round. No. Um so yeah, I'm I'm not I mean, yeah, outside R B two, they don't need a receiver. It's the sexy pick, it's the fun pick, but I'll pass. Yeah. I'm I one hundred percent agree. I mean I won't be it's not gonna keep me awake at night should we take him at seventeen, but I also am going to be thinking that there was somewhere else that we could have went. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I mean, I look at this defensive side of the ball, and there's still so much. There's holes. I mean, as, as it's crazy to say that with the off season that we've had, but I think that is a testament to just how, you know, not deep this team was this yeah. last year, and it's an, it's fucking amazing that they stayed as healthy as they did. Yeah. 100%. Because if they hadn't, the, I mean, they would their whole season would have been would have been derailed by week eight. And I mean, even with that healthy of a roster, holes got exposed, big yeah. time. So imagine we added injuries with that. We have places that we definitely need to improve. Yeah, so I, I, that's why I'm pretty much um, sold that defense is going to be 
the pick round one. Don't ask me the position. Um, we're about to go over, you know, who we who we want, who we don't want, uh, and then who we uh, who we actually think we'll we'll give our final decision, our final, um, you know, who we think is going to be the uh, the the pick in the first round. Yeah, and one quick thing: remember, Josh Palmer stock to the moon. So Josh Palmer stock. If you haven't bought it, it's too late. Um, we're all in. But yes, you can hop on board. But yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, until it's too late. So okay, uh, who is your? And I, we've kind of already covered this, but um, give me. I mean, there's no right or wrong answer. Who who do you want in round one? I not who you, not. And I'm like just want to phrase this. This isn't who you think it's going to be. We're saving. Yeah, our, we're saving our official predictions for the end. But who do you absolutely want? Derek Stingley. I want Derek Stingley more than really anybody out there. But if I had to give a realistic answer as for somebody that has a higher chance of being there at 17, Jordan Davis. Okay. So you want Stingley. Your heart Your heart is saying Stingley. Yeah. Your brain is saying Davis. I, yeah. We'll put okay. it that way. So We'll put it that way. Stingley's the, Stingley's the hot blonde and Davis is, you know. The chipper brunette that. <laughs> people sometimes settle for but all right yeah there you go it's not like much that. of a settle because that dude's still a baller but stingley's like the dream pick davis is the realistic pick i like that a lot actually um my dream first round pick would probably be kyle hamilton great one I would also go with that. Well, if I could choose more than one. Yeah, I would say Kyle Hamilton. Um, you know, you add him to the secondary, Derwin James all of a sudden gets to roam free, um, gets the blitz off the edge, gets to come through the middle, gets to drop back in coverage and, and you know, play some wonderful disguises for, for quarterbacks um, and just really create havoc for them and, and just – make their life more difficult, which would be amazing. Um, and then on top of that, I mean, you're, you're adding to the secondary. Um, they have to add the, I mean, no matter what they have to start as, as long as Staley is going to be here, they're going to always be adding to the secondary and they're going to always be adding to the, to the, the front five. Yeah. That's, that's definitely just another toy for Staley to play with the amount of things that a dude that versatile that he would do in this defense. It would be another Derwin James. And I mean, teams already have a hard time handling one Derwin James. Imagine two of them. So, yeah. And I mean, you know, that, that's also, you know, I mean, it, it's great for depth, you know, don't count guys like uh, a Lohi Gilman out. Yeah, for sure. You know, so, uh, that would be who I would, would want at, at 17. That's my, my dream pick. I'm going into the draft. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So next, next topic we got here, who should we stay away from? Who would you not touch? With a 10-foot pole. Uh, Trevor Penning, please, and thank you. I think we already pretty much touched on why. Um, film kind of speaks for itself. I don't think that dude's going to be – I don't think that dude's going to handle NFL defensive ends very well. Just plain as day. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I totally agree. Um, don't want him, don't need him. Uh, yeah, that's all I have to say on that. <laughs> and then um, if I had to do a 1B, it would be any of the receivers, but – Again, that's not. I wouldn't be as upset with the receiver at seventeen as I would be pending. So, okay, 
the other guy I'm gonna go um, is the Bernard Raymond. Yeah. Do not, do not, do not, do not, Chargers. Please do not reach for an offensive tackle. I know it's a point of emphasis. I think you can get a better offensive lineman in the second round. Um, trade up in the second round. You know, grab one in the third. Uh, there's there's some quality interior offensive linemen in the second and third rounds, um, and that's just how it always is. I mean, that's a it's a gold mine for for that position or for the that position group there. So, um, yeah, just stay away from. You know, if it's not a top three offensive linemen, it, they shouldn't be reaching in the first round. I 100% agree with you. So just stay away from the offensive linemen. That I mean, we don't we don't want to we don't need any more freaking forest lamps. Yeah, I, that's a great comparison. It, well, was Lamp a guard? Yeah, Lamp was more of a guard. But for an offensive but line good, comparison, yeah, man, I good, like that comparison. Good God, we don't need that. So, um, just please do not give us that. Um, okay, before we get out of here, um, it's prediction time. It is prediction time. So, who do you think? What is your final prediction? What do you, what do you think? Um, what do you think the Chargers are going to do come next Thursday? I think um, when next Thursday arrives, when next Thursday is over with, I think the player that will be holding up a Chargers jersey, well, I guess I don't know who's all going to be attending the draft, but the person that will be wearing a Chargers hat, I should say, will be Jordan Davis, the defensive tackle from Georgia. The pick is in, Jordan Davis. Yeah, man, I I, I love that pick. I think that's the safest pick. Um, again, who knows if he's even going to be there? Yeah. You know? Another guy going back to the last topic, real quick, that I would stay away from. Just it's now kind of coming out that um, you know, because I think it is a possibility for him to be the BPA, and we haven't talked about him. Um, is uh, Devontae Wyatt out of Georgia? Yes, hundred um, percent. Some concerning character issues and uh, domestic violence. Um, incidents that are, you know, kind of now coming to light. Um, so character concern is a thing with him. Um, and I think I read somewhere on Twitter today that, you know, one executive even said that, you know, if teams are comfortable, you know, betting on him, then, you know, the, the right now it's pretty much, you know, he's not going to go sooner than, you know, the mid to late 20s in the first round, it sounds like. Yeah, I... 100% and um that's definitely a guy where his uh production doesn't really show to be somebody that we should gamble on at 17 with all these allegations coming towards him and um I one thing about the Chargers that I do love through the draft is uh is we really find good characters within the draft I saw the stat last week uh the Chargers are the like least or least arrested team over the past yeah. five years or something along those lines. So I think that really just speaks for Telesco and Staley and whoever's conducting those pre-draft meetings as to they're really finding guys with that kind of good character. And Devontae White definitely does not fit that description. Yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, yeah, we just don't need, you know, that type of guy in the locker room. Um, and we also, I mean, who's to say, I mean – the dude is also playing playing alongside two unanimous first round draft picks. I mean, that has to help yeah. your production at some point. For sure. Um, you know, I mean, you're, you're sandwiched in between Jelly Bosa and Khalil Mack. I mean, you might look might look pretty good. Yeah, except for Jerry Tillery. Well, sh- shall we? Yes. Remain him. Number nameless. 99. Yeah. Um, 
No, man, I, I agree. I think I hate to <laughs> I hate to have the same pick, but I wholeheartedly think Jordan Davis will be a Charger next Thursday. And bring it on. Let's do it. Um, adds depth to the defensive line. Um, man, I think they instantly become one of, if not the scariest defensive line. Yeah, defense in general. I mean, I mean you, you talk about a five front, what Staley wants to run with Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Sebastian Joseph Day, Jordan Davis, and Austin Johnson. Yeah, that's, you know, that's monsters in the midway type of stuff. Like, Insane. Um, I'm here for it. Let's stack these position groups. Like, let's let the, the rich get richer. I know we have other needs, but we have 10 or 11 draft picks that we can, you know, fill some of these needs. And I don't think we have about 8 to $9 million left um, in spending space. So um, I don't think they're done adding a, a vet or two, um, whether it be, you know, extending an Odeobushi or, you know, going out and getting a, you know, running back two vet or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're done uh, adding to this team after the draft and, and after next weekend. Yeah, for sure. I definitely think that we're going to see somebody who's going to come in, whether it be some sort of vet or some young guy that they just see potential. And I think we're going to see somebody come in and really make a difference on this team over the next few months. So 100%. So. There you have it. Jordan Davis, brand new Charger. Lock it <clears> in. My voice just cracked there. Whoops. Um, brand new Charger, uh, according to the Chargers Powder Hour. Um, yeah, pick number 17. I can't complain. Yep, should be really excited. Really excited for next Thursday, and we'll see what happens. So, Awesome. Well, you have anything else you want to add before we uh, get out of here? No, not nothing that I can think of. I'm just really excited for this next week. Um Again, eight days from now, we're going to know who's going to be in some new powder blue. So, Cool. Well, we're out of here. So, later. Hi, guys. Colin here from Chargers Powder Hour. Just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode. And don't forget to tune in every Monday and Friday wherever you guys listen to your podcast to catch all of the latest team news, storylines, analysis of the games, guest interviews, combined with friendly beer and banter. You don't want to miss it. I promise you we have some awesome stuff coming up. Thank you guys so much and bolt up.